Hello and welcome to Metaphorically Speaking with me, Delia Delore, the podcast where we dissect popular mottos, mantras and metaphors, tracing their origins and finding how they translate to everyday life. Each week we have a special guest who resonates with their chosen expression. is Sarah Fitz. She's the daughter of Cecilia Fitz, who is the CEO of Cecilia's Institute of Cosmetology, which is based in St. Lucia. And you may remember her from a few episodes ago. Today, we'll be interviewing her daughter, who will be telling us about a very special project of hers. David McDade, one of our writers on Metaphorically Speaking, has a chat with me about the metaphor too later in the show. So what's the metaphor? Try and find it in what I'm about to say. Children can seem more mature than they really are. They say things differently too when a parent is around and when you're not around as an adult, they'll say it in a different way. And sometimes they behave so adult-like that you forget what their real age is. And I say that because the metaphor that Sarah chose, when the researchers gave it to me, I thought, are you sure that this is Sarah's metaphor and not her mum's? So in today's episode, we'll discuss the meaning of no pain, no gain, an expression now widely used in our daily life. But Has it always been the case? We'll explore what it means to us, why it is so popular amongst both entrepreneurs and bodybuilders, but also what it says about our society. It's hard to trace back the exact origins of the expression, no pain, no gain. It was popularized by Jane Fonda in the 1980s with a series of videos about aerobics in which she proclaimed the ethic, no pain, no gain. Welcome to the first walkout. I'm so glad you're with me. We're going to have a good time. Have a chair and a towel close by for when we stretch at the end and and some water because it's important to stay hydrated. Are you ready? We're going to start with stretches. Slowly. Ready and up. But the motto in itself goes way back. We can find it in Benjamin Franklin's work with his essay called The Way to Wealth, published in 1758, 17 years before the War of Independence even started. The book contains the sentence, there are no gains without pains. But we can even go way further back in time and find it in Ethics of Our Fathers, a compilation of ethical teachings from Jewish tradition dated from the second century. In this text, we can find the statement, according to the pain is the gain. But why such an emphasis of mankind on the link between suffering and pleasure? This idea is deeply rooted in many places, even in language. In Spanish and in French, the word for work comes from tripelium, the Latin for torture. In English, the word success derives from succedere, the Latin for succeed. This shows we can find in various cultures around the world the idea that even work is painful, sometimes comparable to torture, the success will follow. Apparently, no one hates work more than the French, hence the next song, which can be translated to I Don't Want to Work. Ma chambre a la forme d'une cage Le soleil passe son bras par la fenêtre Les chasseurs à ma porte comme les petits soldats Qui veulent me prendre Je ne veux pas travailler, je ne 
What makes this expression so great is that it can be intelligible by each and every one of us. More than a historic quote, this can be applied to one's life in various aspects. For example, with Jane Fonda or Benjamin Franklin, this sentence was directed to their readers or viewers. No pain, no gain is a piece of advice. It's a lifestyle. It is a promised reward, a light at the end of a dark tunnel of suffering. Painful, but required to achieve one's dreams. Congratulations, you finished your workout. I'm so glad you did it with me. I'm so proud of you. I hope I see you again. I hope you feel good. I'll see you next time. Thanks. It is an omnipresent theme in our medias, in our arts. There is this fascination since the dawn of time for us to see a hero, a protagonist, overcome a series of obstacles that seem at first insurmountable. For example, we can find this idea in the tale The Labours of Hercules, where the main character overcomes difficulties and affronts enemies. The general idea from this story is to inspire, to present a model of what the human race should be about. No pain, no gain is the promise of better times. It encourages us to face adversity even when all hope seems to be lost. This story is still a classic nowadays because it's timeless. It can be adapted to many different struggles, whether they are racial, social or personal. This kind of story inspired some of the most important leaders of the last century. I have a dream. One day, one day, one day, one day, one day, this nation, this nation will rise up, rise, 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 live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created. I have a dream that one day on the red fascination can still be seen in our modern movies. We could think that after millennia, we would have grown tired of these types of stories, but it's still a widely used pattern. Take some of the biggest movies at the box office, like The Avengers, for example. We find this idea of those heroes who have to fight a bigger opponent, incarcerated by Thanos in this case, when all hope seems lost, when the protagonist seems confronted by an inevitable death, they rise and conquer this evil in order to save Earth. I am inevitable.
Today, we're glad to talk to Sarah Fitz, daughter of the successful businesswoman Cecilia Fitz, who is based in the Caribbean, in St. Lucia, actually. Here, here, here's the new generation. She's speaking. And as we say, out of the mouth of children come grains of truth. Hi, Sarah. How old are you? What do you want to be when you grow up? I would like to be either a gymnast or a contortionist or be an Olympian um, participating in the Olympics. Tell us about your book, what it's about and why you wrote it. First of all, I'll start with how I wrote it. So basically, I was doing this course about um, with Pixar and... It was saying, like, write about you learned. But then my, so my aunt told me I would have to write something. And I asked her for real. And then she said, yes. So basically a week passed. I never wrote it. So then she told me if I didn't write it, I wouldn't come to her house anymore. I was really disappointed because I come there every Friday and Saturday. So I decided to write. It was a little evening kind of night. I wrote it and I decided that I'd write it about the beach and my friends because I really like the beach and I really like spending time with my friends. So the book's name is... Sarah's Adventures, A Day at the Beach. And the book is about instructions on what to pack or what to bring to go to the beach. And also basically a little bit of a story because it's still a storybook, but it's still giving instructions of what you can you what you could pack at the beach. So me and my friends are playing. At the end of the book, you say, see you next time. Are you thinking about writing another book? Yes, I'm planning to write another book. Um, I'm also planning maybe I could make different books out of, like, series and stuff. And then, like, when I, like, do a series, I can make, like, a new book of a different series. So I was trying to write a book. I'm kind of trying to make it into a chapter book. So, yeah, but I haven't finished yet, but it probably might be done soon. I was surprised when you chose the metaphor, no pain, no gain, because it's quite an adult metaphor. Why did you choose that? I think no pain, no gain means, well, to be honest, I honestly, generally, you use it as a phrase like, at the gym, something like that, like, work hard, you know, gaining nothing. But I would use it more in a general way, like, for children. Like, imagine that you're coming home from school, but then you're really tired. You've had such a busy day, and then you have a bunch of homework to do, you know? But sometimes things like those could be really painful, and, you know... But sometimes it's really hard to understand. But mostly also um, some of the time, generally, you could do something. You're trying to do something. 
but you need to do it to get your reward or have it done. Are there times you feel that you don't care about what the outcome could be? Well, depends, because some of my subjects I really don't like. It depends in the subject and what we're doing. Like, I remember one time um, I was in school and we were doing this kind of math thing. I was like, why is this so hard? Everyone was stressing. Everyone was like, my head hurts. I'm like, okay. And like sometimes with social studies, like we're studying about First Nations and things, it's really hard and stuff because like a week later we have social studies again but you don't remember anything that we learned last week so it's really hard to remember and sometimes I just meh so yeah. Since you're aware of the pitfalls of no pain no gain do you think it's worth it the pain that is? Yeah I think so because sometimes like people just say life is unfair so. That's a good comment. A lot of people know this, but they just don't do the work. How do you feel when you don't feel like doing something that you've been asked to do? So sometimes your mom, you know, she means well. She'll ask you to do something and you think, what's in it for me? I don't think it's worth it. And sometimes things happen at school and you think, what am I gaining out of all of this? Has that ever happened to you? It depends what the situation is. If it's like... Yesterday, I brought home a stack of papers that we did um, not too long ago. Some of it wasn't finished because my teacher said, okay, let's move on, we're not doing this anymore. And then she's like, you know what, when you have some free time, I want you to do it. I was like, why? Just why? Thank you, Sarah. I wish you well with your book. And please tell us when your second book is available. So much Sarah for coming onto the show today. How refreshing it was to speak to you. In order to introduce an exclusive behind the scenes point of view, we have David who is a writer on the show. I hope that you will enjoy this exchange between myself and him. I have to say I was surprised by his responses but it was so refreshing. But then you'll see why the show is the way it is. When we have writers like David behind us, we can't go wrong. David, we don't always get the opportunity to say what we really mean because you're researching and writing the script and I'm asking questions to the guests. So I think this is a really opportune moment for us both that we can really say what we feel and what's on our mind and think about the metaphors. So this week's metaphor is no pain, no gain. Well, we say no pain, no gain, but there are different variations on there. There's no pain without, no gain without pain. Which one are you more familiar with? Uh, I've heard no pain, no gain quite a lot. Um, for me, the, I mean, you can extend it into there's no success, there's no gain unless there's pain or there's no success without failure. But I think that's extending it a little bit too far. It, it almost sounds like the title for a, a book about sadomasochism, doesn't it really? I've always loved that joke about a sadist and a masochist who met and uh, the masochist said, beat me, and the sadist said, no. I always thought that was very funny. I think it's, I think it's a mistake to go too far with any metaphor or any, any slogan and to say that there's no success without pain, or there's no success without failure, or no gain without pain, it seems like it's pushing it too far. What do you think? 
Well, you know, that's, that's very interesting because I haven't looked at it in any of those ways you've just described. I definitely don't think about it in any form of sexual orientation, but I can see why some people would. <laughs> I can. That's the way of the world for some people. And at the same time, I'm not truly relating with you talking about not having some kind of pain to gain something. I think maybe it's the definition of pain. Because when we think of pain, we think of something physically hurting as opposed mm. to emotionally hurting. Although, yes, we do see them as both. But I think the first reaction is a physical pain. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. in this context, it's not talking about the physical pain, is it? It's talking about the emotional. I think it's said to people to try and encourage them to do something that perhaps they don't want to do. And then again, right. it could be to encourage someone to do something that they do want to do, but they're lacking the enthusiasm to do it. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you need to push yourself beyond your comfortable limits yeah i was thinking about the first time that it really meant something to me and i had to go way back into my childhood so mm. and it was my father did it to me because i hated i absolutely hated washing dishes mm. and there were four of us in the family so we had our chores to do and it was on rotation and i absolutely hated doing it and sometimes i would swap because i liked ironing for some unknown right. reason but i hated washing dishes and he kept he kept saying to me you can't keep swapping your chores you need to wash the dishes because if you don't wash the dishes when you get older um, you won't wash them properly and then if you live with someone and you wash the dishes and they won't be cleaned properly and you won't know how to scrub it properly so it shines and he was going on and on about it and he kept yeah. saying that and I kept ignoring him then it became Christmas and I wanted a guitar for Christmas and he said to me if you don't do those dishes forget the guitar yeah. so <laughs> there I was washing dishes <laughs> getting the, what was it called squeezy I think it was called at the time the fairy liquid yeah, and, squeezy. Uh, do you remember squeezy yeah we had squeezy when where I was growing up um, yeah it's it's like uh, it's like children being told they have to eat their Brussels sprouts yeah. or they won't grow up big and strong and that, it's, it's that sort of thing isn't it really but it, I mean it comes straight out of the, the idea of physical it does come out of physical pain in that it's physical training that's where mm -hmm. the metaphor comes from I'm convinced and if you want to build muscle or you want to build strength in your body then you have to and this, the scientific world has really only just proven this that you have to hurt your muscles so that they will start rebuilding bigger and stronger it's always been a trope in the physical training yeah. world that there's no if you're not hurting then you're not doing yourself any good and finally yeah, it's yeah. been proven true you know I guess that's where it comes from and then the emotional pain of it I'm not sure I agree with that really that uh, you have to go through I guess if you go through bad times and you come out the other side then it's it's uh, strengthening but I don't think you have to in order to uh, do things in life really I'm, I'm still thinking about how I can get an example of what you just said it's not coming to me yet but when I think about it in relationships I think it's actually a good metaphor to tell someone who's going through a failed relationship or who's mm. going through a relationship that they don't want to be in especially when it comes to women I'm sorry women but I'm going to say this a lot of the time women more than men I think are in relationships that they don't want to be in and they stay they remain for whatever reasons they keep on staying and it's painful they're there and it's painful and if you don't remove yourself from that situation you're continually getting pain 
So there's nothing to gain from that because you're just there. And then yeah. the partner is the one who eventually leaves. So mm. when the partner leaves, they are faced with the pain that the partner has left. But really, it, in, in the long run, they will see it as a gain. That that person, they may see some relief after a while. The first thing will be, how dare they? How can they leave me? Because it's more about the way that you feel that someone's left you. Instead of saying, well, they've done me a favor. I wanted to do this anyway. They don't see it. They see it as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? When someone refuses you, and it's a simple word, uh, not abandonment, and someone is just rejected, rejection, rejection. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a way in a relationship where you're gaining something from something painful. It's not the rejection that makes you gain that. It's getting past the rejection is what the gain is. No, nothing. Yes, especially if you yeah. wanted to to leave anyway. Ultimately, you know, it's just there's all these oh, stages say, yes. of rejection, like stages of grief and all that. First yeah. of all, you get angry, then you you know you start to reconcile feelings, and it's a it's a procedure, isn't it? So yeah. I think ultimately that would do that, and also. If we look at the more positive thing side of it, love. If you trying to get someone's affection and mm -hmm. you're trying to gain their love and their respect and so on and so forth, in a way, it shouldn't be painful doing that. But if you are someone who's learned from your past, it can be painful. So, example, if and I'm saying all these things, and I hope that people can listen. But sometimes when you hear something, it's as if you need to have someone in front of you so that they can see your face and they can understand where you're coming from. And I know what I'm saying it's like it's all over the place but if you listen carefully maybe you'll see it the way that I see it because I feel that sometimes when we have left a bad relationship and we've entered into a good one we bring in some of those old habits and when we bring in some of those old habits it's actually going to chase that new person away but because we know we have those old habits and we're trying to stop them we have to keep telling ourselves don't do it don't say it don't behave that way don't automatically feel that you can't trust them don't search their pocket don't look at their phone you're trying to change those bad habits and that's painful but you have to go through that pain so you can get what you want which is that person's love and, and respect yeah you know I, mean? I, I, I kind of know what you're saying I don't know about that okay. well I kind of know I think someone's love and respect has to be given by them it's not something that you can gain by a process that you go through process. No, but you gain trust don't you when you're when you're with someone whether it's a relationship a loving relationship or not a working relationship any kind of relationship mm. when you gain something you have to build trust right so gaining it yeah, yeah but if you're well of course you have to prove that you're trustworthy but the trust comes from the other direction i don't think you can ever prove that you're trustworthy or elicit trust from anyone else they have to make that decision for themselves so we're kind of getting off the, the subject of gain and gain are we <laughs> I don't know. But you see, that's what this metaphor does. This metaphor, I think, it's not just one of those that you just say it. It's just so many things can come out of when someone says it. It makes you think yeah. deeply. Let me let, let me um, go to the because every every proverb has its opposite, doesn't it? So it, it occurred to me that you think of the opposite of this thing, this thought that there's no gain without pain or no pain, no gain. One that occurred to me that's very common is all you need is love. It's a very popular motto, yeah. and it means the exact opposite of no pain, no gain. So we can hold those two completely different ideas in our heads at the same time, and they're equally relevant. Whatever situation you find yourself in is when you'll decide which one is appropriate. If it hurts, don't do it, is, is a good piece of advice. I was given that by a doctor last years ago. If it hurts, just stop doing it. And what about hold on to your dreams and you can achieve anything? 
there's no mention of pain in there. That's, you know, these are whole different ideas. Proverbs, if you will, modern day proverbs, perhaps. And no pain, no gain is, yeah, it's it's a good start for a, com- for a conversation, you're right. But it, I think you can, you can always take things too far and you can always not take them far enough, I guess, in terms of these things. Pain, no pain, no gain. What about grasp the nettle? That's quite similar as well. You can, uh, yes, yes. From what you've said, all you need is love. And yeah, we could go away from this, so I don't, but I just want to say that, or ask you actually, because your responses are just different to mine, but I see where you're coming from. So just very quickly, if you, could you tell me if you believe that love didn't hurt? Uh, love confuses, I think. And yeah, the thing they say, they say, love hurts, don't they? I think it probably does. It challenges your ego, doesn't it? But it's a, that's a kind of a pleasant pain, isn't it? Yeah. And then, that's you quite... know what that brings me to think of? The other metaphor better to have loved than lost than never to have loved at all yeah never been sure yeah. <laughs> never i'm not sure about that one i actually sometimes think i wish i didn't have emotions i think you know then i won't even know i won't have a conscious i know it might make me a bad person but it's, it's just so helpful i think when you love when you're it's just hurtful as a parent as a, a partner i mean it's joyous but when it hurts it can really hurt yeah that takes us into the, the whole realm of right back to ancient greeks and biblical times and we only have one word for it and we generally when we're talking about it we mean romantic love um, yes. or sexual love, and only one of them really hurts and that's the love of emotional attachment and that's the one that hurts i guess but all the others fall in much more easily into uh, into what you just said about love and you know what? I do think that it can go around the circle, even if it's going in the opposite direction, but I still feel that it can be part of the no pain, no gain, or no gain, no pain, when you think of life and love. So David, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I know that it has really made me dissect it and think about it in a totally different way. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. to David McDade, writer on our team. And I was really surprised at his responses. But you know what? It gives you a window as to why our show is the way that it is. When we have great writers like that, with that mindset, we can't go wrong. Now let's go back to No Pain, No Gain and continue our journey. One of the reasons No Pain, No Gain is still so popular today is because it represents our society. This expression could be the motto of the capitalist system that we live in. That is to say, a system that theoretically rewards those who work the most, leaving behind those deemed not worthy. That's where we start seeing the dark side of the No Pain, No Gain expression. It encourages entrepreneurship as well as going beyond your limits, but it also makes pain seem an elementary part of success. Those who suffer the most will be rewarded when those who live happily won't. But life doesn't have to be that way. This misconception of what the road to success should be can lead to anxiety and even unnecessary physical pain, for example, when exercising. Well, we don't. You don't need soreness for growth, strength or fat loss. Our soreness is commonly thought to be from lactic acid, but it's primarily from muscle damage, which often occurs during the eccentric portion of an exercise. Furthermore, it appears this muscle damage is not needed for hypertrophy, as in our muscles can grow. Let's talk about it in this way. Choose a job you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life. Think about that. 
Even if its origins are still subject to debate, this well-known expression is widely attributed to Confucius, a Chinese philosopher who lived around the 5th century before our era. This shows that even at that time, when life was harder in many ways, people could still live a happy life when they pursued a vocation, a job they loved, whatever it was. From this example, we can see that in harder times, humans were looking for painless times, and in peaceful times, people were to be challenged. But that's where the vicious spiral starts. If you look at the world around us, yes, it took a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of suffering to reach the level of comfort we have nowadays. However, every single drop of blood, every single drop of sweat was dripped for the future generations to have a better life. We tend to glorify a past we've never known. The old generation were more hardworking, braver than us. And maybe they were, but they were because it was their only choice. They fought so we could have the opportunity to live a decent life, where pain wouldn't be an elementary factor of our success. In every life we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now. Of course, it is never easy to reach your dreams and you should work your way towards them. It's all about motivation and giving yourself the means to success to become the person you want to be. But there is no need to run after the pain. It is not because you are having a good time that you're doing it the wrong way. Sometimes a steady, peaceful evolution and constant work can lead to your dreams, not an intense struggle. No pain, no gain is a saying that has always been with us and that in the past, humans have used a way to overcome obstacles, to survive, to surpass themselves. However, we must now learn that pain doesn't have to be an obligatory part of the success. You know, let me tell you, if someone told me that something is impossible, I will go out and do it. That's just the way I always was. I was told to my face, you're, you're nothing but the giant muscle. You can't act. You have no future and you have an accent that is laughable. Ignore the naysayers. Work like hell. Trust yourself. Break some rules. Don't be afraid to fail. I've made a fortune in several careers and I've been very successful in several careers by believing in myself. Let me tell you, you're going to find the naysayers in every turn that you make. Don't listen. Just visualize your goal, know exactly where you want to go. Trust yourself. Get out there and work like hell. And break some of the rules and never, ever be afraid of failure. I couldn't have gone to one lifting event in my life if I would have been afraid of failure. Because of course there's a chance that you can fail. When you lift the weight, I tried 10 times to lift bench press 500 pounds. And I failed. But the 11th time I did it, 
So never give up and never be afraid of failure because otherwise you box yourself in and you limit yourself. You all should go and be hungry for success. You should be hungry to make your mark and you should be hungry to be seen and to be heard and to have an effect out there. You have to think outside the box. That's what I believe after all. What is the point of being on this earth if all you want to do is be liked by everyone and avoid trouble? The only way that I ever got any place was the place. In a world where we choose to become who we want to be, what we want to do, we don't deserve to suffer or to go through the pain our ancestors have been through in order to be happy. It is a time for you to love yourself and to love yourself. Thank you for listening to this episode of Metaphorically Speaking. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope that you learned something new. I know that I did. Before I go, let me share something with you. There was an old lady sitting under a tree. She called me over and said to me, My days left here may not be long. I wouldn't waste my time telling you nothing wrong. But love is a flower that needs the sun and the rain. A little bit of pleasure's worth a whole lot of pain. If you learn this secret, how to forgive, a longer and better life you live. Did you recognize the words of Betty Wright in 1988? If you didn't, it's coming up soon. If it weren't for the trials we've been through, I'd never have the courage to come back to you. We're all entitled to make a mistake. We got to prepare for some heartbreak. I was earning my man while I was learning my man. Something you young girls might not understand. No pain, no pain, no pain, no pain, no gain, no gain, no. No pain, no pain, no pain, no pain, no gain, no gain. There was an old lady sitting under a tree. She called me over and she said to me. My days left here may not be long I wouldn't waste my time telling you nothing wrong But love is a flower that needs the sun and the rain A little bit of pleasure's worth a whole lot of pain If you learn this secret, how to forgive A longer and a better life you'll live No pain, no pain, no pain, no pain No gain, no gain, no pain No pain, no pain, no pain, no gain Anything worth having at all is worth working for and waiting for. Some of my closest friends have thought they had their thing on a string just because their man was bringing them flowers and candy and all kinds of gifts. Mm-mm, honey, some gifts are just to make him feel better while he's on his guilt trip about the night before. You know what I mean. Especially when you know you haven't been doing the things you should do. Think about it. What is the man trying to tell you? Sometimes flowers mean maybe we should just be friends. Do you get my drift? Hang if you can hang. No pain, no gain. In order to get something, you gotta give something. In order to be something, you gotta go through something. Be a cook in the kitchen, a lady in the street. You can't show your teeth to every guy you meet. It's all right to be a little sweet, but be a mama with the kids and you know what in the sheets. No pain, no pain, no pain, no pain. No pain.
we'd love you to share the show with your friends and please feel free to leave a review on colorful.com or on our podcast metaphorically speaking which is on apple spotify and all major streaming platforms and don't forget we also like you to suggest metaphors for us so if there is a metaphor that's in your mind and you think oh i wonder how that came to be please reach us at info at metaphorically speaking.uk and also go on to our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram. You can contact us there. Please join us for another metaphor next week. Until then, I'm Delia Delore. Keep safe. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.